Hey, you're listening to Here with Hillary, and I'm your host, Hillary Griffin. This podcast is a place for dream chasers, action takers, and change makers. I'm a radically changed wife, girl mama, and mentor. I'm also a business strategist and digital marketer, power activating speaker, Enneagram One Wing Two, INFJ on Myers Briggs, and a coffee filled creative. Okay, if you hung out with me through that long list of things, then you are my people. I'm so happy that you're here. My mission is to help people know their identity, break away from mindsets that keep them bound, and make an impact that changes generations by being 100% to the full exactly who God created them to be. So in this community, we call out the gold in faith, life, and culture. You'll learn actionable ways to grow as a person, optimize your brand, develop your leadership, establish your foundation for a mission-driven life, and so much more. Stay tuned because I'm bringing you new episodes once a week. I believe you were created in the image of our creator to be a great source of good to others. It's time to cultivate the beauty that is in the unity of variety. So share this with a friend. And let's build each other up today. Hello and welcome to episode two of Here with Hillary. I am your host, Hillary Griffin. Um, So here's the thing. So I am recording this while everybody hopefully stays asleep. (laughs) Um, If you haven't met me yet or you didn't listen to episode one, go back. That's a quick introduction. Um, But to keep it simple and short, I am a mom, a wife, and you could say, long story short, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, and now just recently I've become an intrapreneur and that just means that I'm leading from within of two amazing companies that I love. So, um, today's podcast is brought to you by my friends at Instagram. So not Instagram, like the actual company, um, but on Instagram stories, I asked everybody in my community, Hey, what do you guys want episode two to be about? And I got a good reply. Um, The questions that I had up for, you know, just the different options were social media strategies for 2022, um, online business opportunities, how spiritual gifts show up in your work, and then a personal take, my story, mom life or wife life. And guess what? That last one is where we landed. And I honestly was kind of shocked. Um, but it does speak to exactly what I want this podcast to be about and how I hope to help be just an encouragement to you wherever you are at, because you're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. And, um, yeah, so, okay. So we're just going to dive into today's conversation. So it hasn't always looked like this for me not my marriage, not my family, and not my work. And um, why I'm so happy that this was picked, this, you know, a personal topic was picked is because um, it really hasn't always looked like this for me. But 
how I've always shown up online and how I've showed up kind of like in public has been based off of what I could do and not necessarily who I am. And so I don't know if you can relate to that, but you know, what I do um, for several years before I started doing what I do right now, I did hair for 10 years and then, and so that's full service to someone else, right? The focus is on the individual that is in my chair and making them feel just seen and making them feel beautiful and listening to their, you know, their life and things like that. I don't know about you, but <laughs> hairstylists can sometimes become your counselor. <laughs> um, that's not, you know, my medical opinion, like advice for you to do. But if you need someone to talk to, your stylist normally can be a good listening ear. Anyway, so, you know, I did that for a long time and that was in service. Um, so I went from service to service, um, started doing social media management for my church and then also, you know, leading a team there and everything. I was serving, serving my church, serving my team, um, leading them, teaching them how to serve and then um expanding from there into serving business owners um and then that ended up evolving into serving them not only in social media management services but also through coaching and things like that so i do tend to like lean heavy on what i feel like um is valuable that i bring to the table and we, our value is not found in what we do though. And that is why I'm so like, oh my gosh, like it's a hug from God for you guys to vote and to say, we want to hear from you, Hillary, because like I said, it has not always looked like this for me. Um, you know, and, and I didn't know, do people care about that? You know, do people care about that side of the story? Or do you just, um, you know, engage with me on Instagram because you either want to get me into your course or you want to hire me or, you know, um, anybody who's been in the business space online, like, you know, that's kind of the experience that you can have. And then even to um, friendships and things like that. I do not mind helping people out at all, but what I do shows up in pretty much every relationship, whether that be, um, you know, helping my dad with his, uh, with his fish keeping YouTube channel and his Instagram or, um, you know, showing up and, and helping friends out with their business and things like that. I don't mind. Sorry, there's train in the background. I really hope that y'all don't hear that, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, anyways, you know, showing up and doing for others. Um, yeah, I, I just questioned when, I, even when I added that onto the poll for people to vote on Instagram, do people really want to hear about my marriage and my family and all of that? Or do they just like seeing pictures of me and series together? You know, because couples that are making it that, you know, I mean, honestly, it's hard to be, you know, a millennial couple um, in this type of time. I know a chunk of people who have been divorced already that, um, you know, they got married 
within the same round of years that we did. And anyways, so it's like, do y'all want to hear about that? Wow, you do. And anyway, I'm sharing my thoughts just really quick, like on that part, because that's a part of this topic of it hasn't always looked like this, like here where I'm at now and here where you're at. It has not always looked the way that it does for you. And I don't know about you, but like I said a few times now, I am shocked that people wanted to hear about what here is like for me and not just get something out of me that I do. Now, here's the thing for everybody who did vote for the other topics. I cannot wait to talk about them because I am passionate about helping people with their branding, with social media, with business strategy, with all of that, because that is what I do and I do it well. Um, but I only do it because of what I'm going to share with you all here now. Okay. So, you know, it hasn't always looked like this and, um, and where to even start with that? I mean, we can talk at other times about like maybe on Instagram about, um, how far back y'all want me to go on certain things and stuff, because there's a lot there. Um, but I'm honestly just wanting, I'm wanting this to be a place where I am, where I'm serving you well. So what comes up for me when I think about how it hasn't always looked like this, you know, for my marriage is, um, spoiler alert, Zeri's and I are not perfect. Like <laughs> we, um, we have been through it together, through it. Um, we've experienced, um, some amazing things. We have two beautiful girls. Um, but way before the girls came along, we had been together for several years. So, um, fun, fun fact, Zeri's found me on MySpace. Yes, I know I am aging myself and I know that some of you listening have already heard this story, but it's a funny, it's a funny thing. So keeping it lighthearted to start with, Zeri's found me on MySpace and, um, and what I mean by that is he is from California and I am from Oklahoma and he was being recruited here for football. So as a joke, he was like, oh, I'm going to get on MySpace. Like, I'm going to see what girls are there, da, 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 you know? So anyway, so he gets on, he looks up eight Oklahoma, you know, like your location and like all this stuff and boom, there's me. And he makes this joke saying that, oh, that girl's going to be my wife. Like, <laughs> isn't that funny? And now, you know, now we know Zeris has a very prophetic gift. If you don't want, if you don't know what being prophetic means, all it means is that God may put a little nudge in your heart that nudges you in a certain direction to believe a certain thing or, you know, see something before it's actually come to pass. And that be Zeri's. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he said that, um, it didn't take very long for him to, you know, get here, start pursuing me, all the things. Okay. That's like a whole story. Um, but anyway, so we started off dating, um, you know, I was just doing hair. I wasn't even in college at the time, but after dating him for a little while, I thought maybe I should try to give like college a shot because I'm dating him and, um, 
and you know, like all of our friends and stuff, they were all in school. And anyway, so I thought I should try that out and all of that. And you know, what's funny is, um, an older version of me showed up while I was in school, this very insecure side of me. Um, spoiler alert again, I was never that great in school. Like, yes, now, um, you know, I, I don't toot my own horn or whatever, but like, I am smart enough to do what I need to do. Right. (laughs) I don't know how else to say that without sounding like more awkward than I just did. But, um, but yeah, I really struggled to focus, um, in college and everything because some topics, some classes, you know, some whatever's I really liked. And then some things were like, wah, wah, why am I here? I love doing hair. <laughs> um, so anyways, so, you know, I ended up dropping out and that's also something that a lot of people don't know. So I don't have a college degree and, um, and you know, for me, that's not a big thing that I say as like, it's never been something like super negative for me, but there has been times where you wonder, am I qualified for, <laughs> for the things? Um, but yeah, anyway, so that's a part of, you know, mine and Zeri's like origin story between us. Um, you know, and I'm going to skip ahead several years to say, okay, so I was a college dropout. I was doing hair. I was with Zeri's. We were a hot mess. Um, we, I mean, our life just looks so radically different than it does now. And that's not because we have kids. It's because of God, period. Um, but we went from, um, you know, going out partying, like doing all the things to me having this radical encounter with God in my life where he really saved me from me through a traumatic situation. And after that, um, it took a little while for me to heal because I had PTSD. I had different things going on with me. And, um, and that'll probably, honestly, when I'm ready, that'll end up being like a podcast episode of its own, but I didn't want to dive into like the, you know, it's heavy. It's, it's a lot of heavy stuff. And so anyway, that'll be a podcast episode on its own one day, but you know, I, I went through P- PTSD, like all this kind of stuff. And Zeri's had to make a decision. He had to decide, do I stay? Like, do I stay by her side? I mean, we had really put each other through it. I mean, we both had cheated on each other in the past. Um, we had been very verbally abusive to each other. Like, we were a mess when we were younger. Like, oh, just two broken people who found each other, loved each other, but loved each other in a crazy way. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he had to like make a, he had to make a decision. And so this is a year into our marriage when I you know went through what I went through and, um, you know, three mental hospitals, like all this stuff. And he was like, is she ever going to be her again? You know? And so I'm just, I'm sharing this with you guys to paint this picture of what you see now is not, oh gosh, I just hit the table I'm sitting at. Anyway, what you see now is not at all what it has always been. 
Okay. And I'll, I'll wrap that up for like why I'm doing this, um, you know, in a little bit, but he had to make a decision. Thank God he chose to stay. He chose to try to have faith that he didn't even know how to have. Like, that's where we were at. Like we both had accepted Jesus, um, and recognized like who Jesus was and just the love of God and all of that. Like we, we were fully aware of that. We just were not living in a way that, um, you know, that reflected our decision or the life that we really wanted or the life that God wanted for like for us. And so, um, so yeah. So anyways, so he made a decision and he chose to stay. He chose to walk out my healing with me and it was hard. It was very rough. And I don't know about you, but could you stay by somebody after, you know, there was like a few years there where cheating went on between both of us. Um, The verbal abuse, the just toxic toxicity of our relationship. And it almost could have seemed like, I'm giving you an out. You can go, you know, and, um, like I can't put myself really in Zeri's shoes because obviously it's, that was his story and his experience, but he chose to stay, you know? Um, so anyways, so he, he stayed and we start walking out my healing and then, um, and then, you know, fast forward a little bit. So one of the reasons actually why we broke up one, one of the times when we were dating. So this is a rewind. I said fast forward, but I'm actually rewinding first. Um, one of the reasons is I would pick fights with him, start drama with him and like initiate some type of breakup when I was fearful. Like, I like, I don't know if you can relate to that, like running <laughs> from the people who you care about and stuff. And that is something that I used to do. That was a coping mechanism for me. And um, I had gone to the doctor and found out that it would be really hard for me to get pregnant. It was pretty much impossible. Um, like it was going to be extremely hard. I needed to have a mass removed from one of my ovaries. It wasn't cancer, thank God. But the thing is, is that with, um, you know, just being women, we have a lot of stuff that goes on with our bodies and especially with our reproductive systems and like all that, that, um, that, you know, are very complex And just because someone doesn't have, you know, like cervical cancer or um, different things doesn't mean that they don't like struggle with that kind of thing. So for me, I had um, endometriosis and I just had like a lot of things going on. I had cysts that would rupture um, like from PCOS. Um, I had that kind of stuff going on for such a long time. So when I find out that I had this mass and that I needed it removed and, you know, all the stuff. And then I have the conversation of like, this could complicate you getting pregnant and like all this. I am like scared to death. This is before we're married, you know, before any of that. Um, This is not long after we had gotten engaged and I end up completely going into my dark hole in my head and pretty much convinced myself that like me and Sirius needed to break up 
because I couldn't have kids with him. Now, that whole situation, like, wasn't handled well by either party, but I will say, like, that I initiated, like, the thought of, nope, this won't work. So anyways, so now to fast forward, so that, so that's part of that history there, right? I was going to have a struggle getting pregnant. Now, fast forward, we had gotten back together, obviously. We got married, you know, did all the things. I go through that crazy situation. He's walking out my healing with me. And I'm on five different medications leaving the mental hospitals that I was in, like during this healing season that I was in. And um, long story short on that, God was doing a radical work in me. I was I was taking um, theology. So theology is just, um, it's, it's, let me just like simplify it really quick. All theology is, is you looking at scripture, you looking at God and your beliefs and all of that. And you creating this, um, just this understanding of this is my grasp on God. Okay. So, and then this is what I work with when it comes to that relationship with God that I have. So I was like establishing that and letting theology like be a part of my healing. But then I also was looking at, um, you know, my therapist or the counseling appointments that I was in and I was utilizing those things, those tools that I got. So coping mechanisms, but also walking through really hard conversations, um, through counseling and all that good stuff. And then I also, um, I also incorporated these five different medications. So someone who's on all those medications and then is like, Hmm, maybe I'm ready to start a family. It feels scary. And to each their own, you know, a lot of, so some medications you can go ahead and like get pregnant and all of that. For me personally, the stuff that I was on, um, it made me very uncomfortable to try to create life inside of my body while also putting that stuff in my body. Um, it just kind of freaked me out. I was like, I don't know if I want to do that because I already know I would, I was going to have complications anyway. And, um, the reason why I'm telling you this part of the story is because obviously I now have my two beautiful, you know, miracle girls. They're both miracles. Um, I shouldn't have been able to have them. I had complications with both pregnancies. Um, one before I got pregnant with Havi and then one during, um, while I was pregnant with Zamara, she was a twin actually. So there was a lot of stuff there, but something happened right before. I got pregnant. Um, and this thing that happened was I went to see a new doctor and I was telling him, I really, and Zeres is right there in the room with me. And I said, Hey, here's my, here's a little bit of my story. Like I'm on these meds and da, 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 da. And you know, I'm, I'm really wanting to start a family though. And I don't want to be on this medication. I don't know what I should do. You know, like, what do you think? Um, and it's a lady doctor, you know? So anyway, so he tells me, he said, you know what? He said, Hillary, someone like you, this is my belief. That medicine was there to be a kind of like a crutch for a little bit, you know, to help you stay on your feet, to be a support to you. It was never meant to be something that you were dependent on long-term. If you do the work, then I believe you don't have to depend on that medicine. 
and it it's not healthy for your body to stay on all of that because I was on five different things and it was it was like extreme it was stuff to treat my very extreme symptoms so I will not say that I was mis um diagnosed or you know medicated because I had gone through that in the past this time I was given the right stuff for the extreme version of um, PTSD that I had in the episodes that I would have. It did help, but it wasn't meant to be a long-term treatment. I hadn't been having flashbacks and all the things and, you know, just things in an extreme way anymore. And that did something in my head that said like, okay, I can get through this. Like, it's going to be fine, you know? So we decide that we're ready to start a family and we start doing the work. So I talked to my psychologist, start weaning off of medicine, just doing all the things. And, um, and that's how our family came to be was a lot of prayer, a lot of waiting. It took a while to get pregnant the first time. And like I said, um, Samira was a twin and I lost that twin. Um, but there was so much even around that, which, so I can dive in to so many different topics that I've covered like so far in a deeper way. So please let me know, like message me on Instagram and say, Hillary, I want to hear more about that or this or whatever. And we can go there. Um, you know, I'm not shy about any of that, but I wanted to kind of cover marriage, family, and what my work life looks like. And just kind of this overview of like, you, you guys see me post pictures, you, you know, um, see that kind of stuff of me and my family, but like, I'm trying to paint the picture of how it has not always looked like this and the fight that we've had to do, like the, the resilience that we've had to have the everything that is there to get us to where we are now. And we're still very imperfect. Um, but anyway, so that, so, you know, that's like the origin story for me and Ziri's. That's the origin story for our family of, how everything came to be there and getting pregnant with the girls and all this stuff. Um, that's why they're 18 months apart is because mama needed to really have babies like almost back to back to be able to have both of them. Honestly, um, my body just was one of those bodies. <laughs> okay. So, you know, the thing is though, is that goes right into my work. So like I said, earlier I did hair for um for about 10 years and I only stopped because I had Samara and I really did find my identity like I mentioned in the beginning I found my identity in what I did and because I really loved how I made people feel and it was a shock to love something more you know, like obviously I love Zeri's and everything. Um, but I even in my head, like while I was pregnant and everything, I thought, okay, I'll go back to working because I am a woman who enjoys work. Like I'm sitting here doing this podcast right now, and this is technically it's work. Like I enjoy my work. Whatever it is that I like actually go into and say, like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it, even with a train in the background, like tooting it dang horn I'm pretty sure y'all can hear it and it's so embarrassing but oh well it's fine but anyway um you know I'm someone who enjoys that and so while I was pregnant I did have a plan of like okay I'm gonna stay home with her but then I can control my schedule at the salon I can book people when I need to and it's gonna be great 
So she'll one day become a salon baby and come up there and hang out with me. And, you know, cause I, when I first started doing hair, I did witness that I saw, um, stylists who were moms and everything, parents, and they would have their kids up there at the salon with them. And that's seriously what I thought my future would be. <laughs> And here I am doing a podcast from my daughter's playroom with a train in the background. Okay, sorry. It's just very distracting. Okay. So, so yeah, I tried to do that. I try to continue working as a stylist and, um, and I would pump or whatever, you know, when I could, but I was stacking my appointments. So I don't know how familiar you are with like salon life, but you, so it is a doable thing to stack up to two to three appointments at one time without an assistant. If you have an assistant that you could probably stack up more. Okay. So what I would do is I would stack typically like two at a time. So say 30 minutes into a hair color appointment, I would bring in another um, client And while one color was sitting, I would do the other color. And then when I finished that color, it would be time, that second color, it'd be time to wash out the first color and give them a cut style and send them on their way. Then it would be time to wash, do, you know, do all the things with the next one. So I was stacking those up back to back to back to back because I was like, I just want to get home to my baby. (laughs) So the problem with that is um, I wasn't pumping. You know, I wasn't doing the other things I need to do as a mom. And so I was really wearing myself thin. So, you know, I decided, okay, it is time. I want to just be home with her. And, um, and before that moment though, so before I decided to leave doing hair while I was pregnant, there was an opportunity that presented itself to me, not from my church, but while my church staff was at a conference. And so at this conference, um, I didn't know what breakout sessions and things like that, that I wanted to go to because I had just changed up my role at the church. I had been serving on the youth ministry team for a while and I decided to take a step down. And, um, but then I was still like, you know, involved enough to where I went to this conference and all the things and I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do now, God? Like, (laughs) you know, I was like working with youth kids and now what, you know, and, um, my, a couple of my friends, um, one's name is Chap, his Chris Chapman. And then the other one is Cade Norton. They are some of my biggest, like, honestly, they, they don't even know this, but they really helped me step into more of my calling. Um, So anyways, so we had to, um, break into these sessions and I was like, am I ready for this? Can I do this? You know? And, um, and I ended up going with Chap and Cade to, um, a breakout session about, you know, social media and just media, creative media, creative, um, ministry, just all that. Right. That's kind of like all what was covered. And so many ideas were coming to me when we were going to these different breakout sessions, all to do with creative ministry and, um, you know, talking everything from like graphic design to social media posts to, um, what should be showing up on a website to, you know, just all these different elements. And I was so like, 
wow, that'd be so cool to be a part of that. Um, I did do, you know, media and everything in, um, in college for that brief moment that I was in college. That was my focus was mass calm. And then I also in high school, I loved video yearbook and was involved with that kind of stuff. So, and then, and then, you know, take it back even further. When I was a kid, my dad built computers. He still knows how he just does fish stuff now, but like he built computers. So anyway, so the tech side of me, that's a big side of me, but I never paid attention to it. So I don't know, that could even be a word for somebody, but anyway, so I end up, we're headed home from this conference and we're all in this church van driving home and we're talking about all these things. And then I spoke up and said, Hey, I wouldn't mind helping because at that time, um, chap was taking care of everything with media, everything. Like he literally had everything on his plate. And, um, so the social media was just like one of the many slices of the pie that he had to like eat every day. <laughs> and it's like, there's too much on your plate. Hey, I'll take a piece of that pie, you know? So I spoke up and I mentioned, you know, that I would be willing to help. So I started off with serving and then it developed into a staff role. And now it's a staff role at that church. And, you know, it has been for years now, but that is the transition that happened. Um, I started doing that and I was doing hair. And then when I stopped doing hair, I still had that to do. And so that was another thing too. It's like, I wasn't just like up and quitting my career. Um, I felt like, okay, at minimum, I can stay home with Samara, not do hair anymore and do social media for the church instead. And um, what really hit me during all of this is, um, well, during the work side of, you know, this story is, uh, there was a time that someone submitted a card. So at our church, you could fill out these cards, um, that were in the back of chairs. Okay. So you fill out this card and maybe mention a prayer request or let people know that you accepted Jesus, that, you know, that you're ready to change your life and, you know, just things like that. And so, someone had received salvation that day. They had accepted Jesus and they turned in their card. And that Monday meeting that we had, one of the cards said that they came because of a social media post. And it was my post, you know, and that I, I finally like had back that thing that I missed so much about doing hair um, and that was just impacting at least one individual, making them feel seen, listening to them, hearing them. And so the thing is, is good marketing, like a little marketing temp being thrown in here. Good marketing starts with first listening to who you want to serve and then showing up and serving them and, um, and try your best, you know, to be relatable, to, to be able to connect with those people. And, um, anyway, so for me to be able to convey anything at all on social to the point where this person who um was wherever they were in their life you know and I don't know if you're listening to this but oh my gosh it would be amazing to like meet that person <laughs> I never met him but anyway um you know for me to have a hand in something 
you know, and you guys just heard chunks of my story, like not the whole thing, obviously, because this is already a lot longer than I planned on these podcasts being, but just establishing establishing a foundation here on this podcast. <laughs> like, let me like pour out all the things and you can get to know me and then we'll like chop it up and make short episodes later. But anyway, um, you know, for me to see that something like that, that for one, that I would even be used for something like that. That sparked something inside of me that said, wait a minute, like I could do more. Like, this is crazy. Like, I want to, I want to do that again, you know? Um, cause well, and the thing is too, is it's not just about like converting people to, oh gosh, oh, sorry. All my alarm went off. Anyway, it's not about, um, for me, it's not just about like, or it's really not about at all converting people to my faith. You, you're going to, you're going to make your faith decisions and, you know, your, your decisions about um, different religions and things like that on your own. Um, but for me, like I, that's, you know, you guys obviously like, you know, where I land on stuff. Um, but for me, I thought whether my posts or my efforts on social media turns into someone finding salvation and finding hope in their life again, finding the light in the darkness, like whether it's that or some encouragement that just gets them through their day. Um, because, because of my past struggles with mental health, like that's super important to me. Like, you know, just all that kind of stuff. I thought, Oh my gosh, I want to, I want to keep doing this. And, um, so then while I was serving at the church, you know, had Samara, you know, just doing the things I, um, I had someone come up to me and it was during our, at the movies. Um, and so at the movies at our church was just a, uh, there still is, it's a time where they take movies like blockbusters okay they take oh gosh that might even be aging me but anyway they take movies and they what they do with that movie is they turn it into a sermon illustration so that just means that they're going to tell a story like jesus would jesus sometimes when he was talking to the people who were super religious he would shoot it straight with them and he would um use language that fit them but for a lot of people, a lot of religious language, a lot of like Bible talk doesn't always land. And Jesus knew that. So he would tell stories. And so our church has adopted this model of storytelling every summer. So, um, so anyway, so they're, you know, doing all that and, and we decorate the whole church, like to make it look like a movie scene and stuff like that. So anyway, so it's a prime time for people to be interested in creative ministry and just using their gifts for more than just monetary stuff. Like, how can I serve? How can I use my gift of graphic design or photography or, you know, I'm interested in social media, whatever, right? So a girl approaches me and her name is Kaylin and that is my best friend. And, um, but before she became this bestie that everybody sees. Okay. Um, this is where like the relationships kick into everything through my work and, you know, just all of that. But, um, she lets me know that she wanted to serve. She was interested in using photography as a way to serve the church and, you know, just to be, be somebody who could, 
a take a picture and capture a moment that could connect with somebody uh, on the other side of the screen. And um, anyway, so she started she started serving and um, she became a part of the team that I was leading. And very quickly, I kind of took on this like mentor role with her. And then we developed a friendship, you know, that turned into like we're best friends. But um, that's the thing too, is like, it hasn't always looked like that. I haven't always been a great friend. I'm still, I still fail in the area of friendships like so many times. Um, but you know, has always looked like that. So anyway, so Kaylin and I are, you know, great friends, like doing all the things, we're serving the church, and then we get this like crazy idea to start a business. <laughs> so we start the social way version one because there was a version two, the social way two that I just retired, uh, because I truly did retire from doing the services that I was doing. Um I finally laid down my keyboard, you could say, <laughs> or like laid down my multiple account manager, you know, on my phone. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, so Kayla and I start a business together and all the things, and I learned what it looked like to dream chase with God and to <laughs> experience all the things that come along with entrepreneurship and all of that just it's a lot y'all. There's so much to that. That's a whole other story. Um, but you know, that's the thing. I had a first iteration of my business. <laughs> my very first social media client was a construction company. And I feel like people would look at myself now and be like, what Hillary? <laughs> like, what were you doing? And I'm like, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I was will. I was just ready and willing to say yes to anybody who would hire me because I was shocked that anybody would hire me. And, um, and so I did spend some time. I will not say that it was a mistake to take on certain clients and things like that, but I will say I might have progressed a little more in my work life had I listened to God a little bit more. Because there was times where I'm just like, oh yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant to pray about your work. Like, I didn't know that. Um, when you're showing up to just do a service and go home, you know, like do that kind of thing or clock in and clock out, you don't really always think like I should be praying for God to lead me through my work and my decision making concerning my work and all of that. And so, yeah, I'll just say to keep that part of it short, I should have been praying a little bit more, um, just so that I could have grown in areas that in a way that wasn't so hard, honestly, um, you know, it's going to, entrepreneurship is going to be hard, but there's a hard that, um, produces growth. And then there's hard, that's just kind of like, man, that was a headache, you know? So anyways, so that's the thing. That's me like kind of like catching you up to where we are now because after that with the social way, um, so we had that go on and then we took a break from everything because it got very messy and very hard. Um, not every decision was made prayerfully. And so long story short, we decided to close everything down. Um, excuse me, take a break for a little while. Um, I came back to it this last year and I was like, okay, I'm going to do the social way. Da, da, da. And what I have found now is that God will allow me, um, you know, to make those decisions and to do things. And 
I cannot be married to um, a certain time frame or duration that a thing will last. And, um, and that even is a whole other conversation too, but that's something that I had to figure out is that just because I have an idea or just because this thing is something that I really like doing, it doesn't mean it's going to fit into every single season of my life. So I get to this point. And like I told you guys, I was, I was the person that when I was pregnant, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to do hair. I'm going to work all the time. Um, you know, like I was considering like all that kind of stuff and I'm not bashing working moms, like hello, working moms. Like I really am you. I'm shocked by how I've been, (laughs) um, as primarily a stay at home mom. But, uh, that's the thing. Like I was doing all that, like that, that was my mindset. And here I am with a six-year-old and four-year-old and I refuse to miss anything that they have going on at school. I, do like crafty stuff with them. Like there's just so many things that I never imagined myself doing. Um, I'm definitely not a perfect mom. Zeri's, you know, he takes care of the cooking most of the time. Like he, he makes the bread and he makes it at home too. Like (laughs) that's, you know, um, but that's the thing. Like we are not some like cookie cutter, you know, thing that, I don't know, some people may imagine about people that they see just like online or from a distance. That's not like, we're not any of that kind of stuff. Like we're, we're us. Um, but yeah, this is anyways. Okay. So this is me just wanting to share with y'all that that's, that's really like the whole topic here is to say, okay, y'all wanted to hear about marriage, my family, my work, like whatever, just my lifestyle stuff, my story. Um, you know, I don't want to go super deep just yet, but I hope that you are getting something from me sharing these different elements of kind of the origin story of like each one of these things, because obviously now for work, you know, after, um, choosing to retire the social way, like now here I am as a podcaster, like I said earlier, I am a, so technical titles would be an executive assistant to an influencer coach, but I also with her am, um, a market, like a digital marketer and an online business manager. And then, um, working at Chick-fil-A, I am taking care of their social media. So, I've gotten to the point though, because of doing that kind of work now, now I'm freed up to be a podcaster, be a speaker and do more of the things that I always questioned. Do people really want that from me? You know, um, cause it's so much easier for me to feel like I'm being valuable to someone else if I do something for you. So like me just talking, I'm like, please God, let this be helpful. Let this be, you know, that, but anyway, and I'm going to keep it real. Like that is, you know, um, a struggle that I'm learning and growing through is it's not about people pleasing. It's about, I want to be effective. I want to be, um, I, I want to make sure I'm relevant. Um, I want, you know, I, I just, I want my life to be something that, that is a help to other people. Um, you know, one of the scriptures that I share in the bio of this podcast and, and in different areas, like on my website and stuff is Genesis 12 2. pretty sure I covered this on the last podcast, but I'm going to mention it now again. God says that he will make 
us famous for his glory. So that's the thing. Doing this podcast, like doing things here, this is also me showing up and saying, God, like, I want him to use this. Um, even if I'm showing up kind of messy right now, like I want, I want him to use this because what's for me, like, what's the point otherwise? Like if it's not helpful to other people, you know, cause he says he'll, I'll make you famous. But like in saying that what he's, what he's saying at the core of this scripture of Genesis 12 two, is that he will make you a source of great good or a great source of good to others, you know? Um, so the thing is, is like, if you're famous then that just means you become known for whatever thing that God put inside of you so that people could come to you and get what they need. So whatever that thing is, right. I'm on a journey of figuring out my thing and how to deliver it well to you all. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's just like a little side note really quick that I want to hint on to. Um, a lot of people have like problems with, um, what you would call a celebrity Christian or things like that, like people with big platforms. And I'm just going to keep this very, very real. It is biblical for certain people to do things that look um, not like what it looks like in church. It's completely biblical for something to not look like a pulpit type of thing. Um, So if somebody gains a big following, it doesn't mean that they traded their soul. It doesn't mean you know, anything like that. Um, it, all that it means when, if you can look at what someone's doing, number one, you don't know their heart like God does. So it's really hard for you to judge anyway. But if you can find the fruit, check the fruit of what they're doing and be like, man, that looks like God fruit, you know, then that's when you kind of back off of that thing and say, you know what, maybe God is just making them a source of great good they're a great source of good to others and God trusts them with what he's given them. And so because of that, there's a lot of people that seek that person out, not because of that person, but because God, they have chosen to be a conduit. They've chosen to be a funnel, a delivery system for what God wants to do in the earth. So anyways, so that's just a little nugget there because that's something that I hope I can speak into too, is not only encourage you, but, um, but I have a big passion for, um, using things in the digital space and the virtual space and stuff like that. And, um, and then using things outside of a church building to serve people. And, you know, one of the people that I'm most encouraged by, I know a lot of you guys are dream chasers and all that, like that, you know, with me and, um, you know, uh, sorry, I'm thinking of his name. Oh my gravy. It wasn't Josh or Joshua. Oh my gosh. How did I just lose his name? Anyways, that's super embarrassing. Okay. Pretty sure it was Joseph, Joshua. Oh, well, whatever guys just have grace with me because yeah. Anyway. Okay. I had a distraction and I kind of lost my train of thought while I was saying this, but you guys know I'm not editing. Anyway, was it, hold on, hold on. We're just going to Google, you know what? We're going to keep this very real. I'm going to tell you guys exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm Googling. Let's see here. Okay.
Okay, hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Joseph. See? I knew I was right. <laughs> I was like, Joseph, that, that, I don't know. Anyway, it just completely left me. Like, how ridiculous is that? So, okay. So, wrapping this up, um, he, Joseph, he actually, so he made huge moves for the kingdom of God. He took care of God's people. But he was never in a ministry role and he never worked for a church. He actually worked for people who were opposing his faith, people who believed in a different God, people who um, just had different cultural practices, like all of that. He was extremely different than them. And yet God used him right there. And it wasn't to go in and convert those people even. God did not say, okay, now go change all those people into people who would follow me. Like, he didn't do that. He said, go and serve me as you were there. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so Joseph remained a man who honored his Lord, but he showed up where he was at. And he did it with excellence because that's where he was at. So anyways, so um, that's the thing. God will use you in places that don't look like you would assume my God gift could be used or whatever that even, whatever that even means, you know? So for me, I'm doing this podcast and doing the things. And I hope that, um, this can be encouraging for you to see the behind the scenes of like these origin stories of these different things that I share. I share my family. I share my marriage. I share my, you know, my kids, my life, my work. I share all of that on the outside, you know, on Instagram and Facebook and all of that. Um, but what you don't know or what you don't see is the fight that it took to get there, the years that it took to wait on things, the failed business, the all the different stuff like that. And so anyway, I hope today's episode feels for you as um, a story of encouragement to say like, wow, if God would turn those kinds of things around or um, if there was grace in those seasons that would show up you know, when things are messy, um, if a marriage can survive after all that, or, you know, I've had a miscarriage, but I, I really think I want to try again. Like just whatever things like that, that I just shared with you guys, I hope, um, whatever encouragement you're supposed to take that you have received it, that you feel like you can walk your thing out now. Okay. I have talked for way too long um, today on this podcast, I promise to start keeping the other ones a little bit shorter. But when I thought about sharing something personal, I thought, you know, let's just go ahead and fill in these gaps of the origin story stuff, knock that out so that we can start digging deeper into very specific topics. So I'm going to be putting up stuff for you guys to help me plan the next episode for episode three. So be watching for that. If you're watching or if you're listening to this at a later time, just let me know. Um, cause episode three is probably already out. So let me know what your takeaways were from this podcast episode. Send me a DM. Um, let me know whatever questions you have. I would love to walk with you through any of that. And yeah, hope you guys have a great day and I will talk to you again soon.